Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 37. My name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. What is up, girls and gays? You know, so so one of my favorite experiences uh, is is uh, when you're when you're watching something like you know illegally on the internet when you're just like streaming it on some like extremely sketchy site, and and there's like still ads on it. You know, like like someone is 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 somebody has the gall to tell you to turn off their your ad blocker to watch a fucking Uva Bowl movie from 2005 on their extremely suspicious website, uh, and then put like you know the kind of ads for like marketing shit where like it, the words that they're saying are all real words that you've probably heard before, but like put together in a sentence they don't really like congeal into something that makes sense to your brain. So I got like five of those in a row, and then I got uh, an ad where uh, beloved queer icon John Cena uh, told me that love has no labels, uh, which was honestly a respite from watching Alone in the Dark 2005. <laughs> I can't believe you got ads for this. Couldn't be me. I went to Tubi.tv. Yeah, I did too, and... and it made me turn my ad blocker off. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I watched it on... um. On the, the, the Tubi.tv app on my smart TV, <laughs> which was apparently the, that was the trick that made me not have to watch any ads until the very end of the movie when it tried to skip to another Uva Bowl movie. This is, this is the website where all the Uva Bowl movies live. <laughs> you, you missed out on some, on some John Cena action, man. I'm bummed. Yeah, it was, it was, God, it was so much better. Tell me about Alone in the Dark, Mark. Uh, like we said last week, uh, Wikipedia um, said many have considered this to be one of the worst films ever made, and I liked. I wanted to add, uh, despite this, a sequel was released in two thousand eight, yeah. um, which is just a funny thing for Wikipedia to like editorialize. Those are like the um, only two like descriptive sentences in the first sentence of the Wikipedia page, besides like who directed it and who's in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Christian Slater it be, being uh not not being used for the things that Christian Slater is good for. Uh, he's a good action star. He's got a good like bad boy attitude face and he is he is a, a dud, a complete just nondescript human being, much like every single other person in uh, in this movie. Tell me about the plot and have fun. <laughs> right. So so the the talking about the plot is going to allow us to play my favorite game to play while watching movies for this podcast, which is Am I Stupid or Is This Movie Badly Told? Um Every time. I'm thankful that Tubi has a 30 second rewind button, which I made very uh, liberal usage of. Yeah, and, and, and I think the way that I know that it's bad storytelling and that I'm not just, like, an easily distracted moron, which it is sometimes can feel like I am in my life. We both are. Yeah, sure. You know, it's our, our current uh, 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 social climate has not produced uh, a lot of people who are great at paying attention to things for extended yep. periods of time. Uh, and I happen to be one of those people, Mark happens to be one of those people, and so you can often find yourself sitting and watching a movie where characters appear every five minutes, and new details about the plot are just kind of, like, thrown, like, major plot points getting kind of just, like, thrown out in the middle of a scene that doesn't seem very important, uh, 
I got some Max Payne vibes with this movie. Lots of people talking in rooms about things that I think I'm supposed to care about. Lots of paranormal activity shit that doesn't go anywhere. It's... These, these are exhausting films to watch, honestly. This was the most exhaustingest of them all, in my humblest of opinions. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But, yeah, man, really terrible storytelling. <laughs> um, you, 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 I think you wanted to mention the, the extremely long title crawl uh, with the, the, the Star Wars-style plot yeah. description. <laughs> can, can I just say that, look, just because Star Wars has an opening title crawl doesn't mean that opening title crawls are good storytelling and I'm going to I'm going to come out right here and say I think opening title crawls are bad storytelling uh almost universally and especially in this movie because half of the plot is just like dumped on you with this opening title crawl and then like you constantly find yourself going back to the beginning and being like wait what the fuck is going on so i'm gonna here i'm here for you girls and gays and i'm gonna explain what's going on alone in the dark to the best of my ability so christian slater he stars as edward carnby which is the only connection that this thing has to the video game it's based on. This is based on a video game, by the way. There were some PC adventure games, but they're completely irrelevant to this movie, so don't worry about it. Uh, he's a man with no personality at all who used to work for, like, the paranormal activity version of the FBI, uh, and now he works as, like, a freelance paranormal investigator or some shit. And then there's some bullshit with, like, an ancient, highly advanced indigenous race who all died horribly because, of course, there is... Um, you know, we could we could take the time to dig into, you know, the implications of, like, a bunch of white people investigating all the... Uh, we just don't have time. I, I will say um, I was thankful that there wasn't... Uh, that I was thankful that it was barely a plot point yeah. that they were ancient uh, Native Americans who discovered... I don't Native Americans. They were ancient uh, indigenous people. Yeah, they call them Native Americans in this movie. <laughs> they do? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost glad that that was barely a plot point because we don't. Because no, we, we, we like barely have to like go into the... Yeah. How fucked up is this? Because they, <laughs> they didn't bother to to be as fucked up as if, like a Tomb Raider would. <laughs> if, they, if they had... If they had made... The, if the plot was more coherent and the lore of the backstory of the ancient artifacts in the movie was important and developed they would have fucked it up but luckily they don't even try so we don't have to worry about it which is really <laughs> exactly. really nice right so they have they made some mcguffins and and christian slater wants the mcguffins and the baddies also want the mcguffins uh and i gotta say i was i was surprised when this cg scorpion demon showed up like like 32 minutes into the movie because i think that was a surprising amount of restraint on Uva Bull's part. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would agree with that. Uh, we we got we we'll compare it uh, in in depth to the other movies uh, later on. But yeah, how soon into House of the Dead did like the bullshit happen? Much much sooner, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was I think I was maybe somewhat on board with this movie for like at least the first twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, I t I totally totally agree. Yeah, and uh and yeah, we're we are going to tangent into the CG because that's. The CG, the gore, and the practical effects are kind of the thing that made me realize, oh, that's why this movie is considered so bad. <laughs> I, I figured it'd be everything else, and it, it is everything else, because it's fucking boring. It is but, boring as hell. <laughs> but the, the, the way this movie looks and the way it's, it's visually directed are clearly the things that make this movie considered so awful. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's um. So, I would say that I went into this, uh, with rock bottom expectations, right? Um. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, I th- we haven't really even firmly established this in this episode. Um. Uva Bull uh, is, you know, this sort of legendary schlock master. You know, he's this guy who made tons and tons of really awful video game movies. We've watched two of them so far for the podcast. This is our third. Um, and he's also just kind of like a weird, crazy personality. Uh, he's a dude who challenged his credits to boxing matches. He's a dude who called himself the only genius in the whole fucking business. Uh, and so he's sort of this eccentric personality, friend of the show. And um, going into this movie knowing that Wikipedia calls it one of the worst movies of all time, and it's an Uva Bowl movie, and I, God, the Blood Rain and House of the Dead <laughs> movies that we watched were some of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, and specifically because they are physically painful to watch. They're films mm-hmm. that are, besides the fact that they're, like, incredibly poorly put together, have, like, a barely coherent plot, have, like you know, completely, like, flat characters and, 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 and they're, like, just visually unengaging the way that they're shot. Um, they are loud and, uh, like, seizure-inducing films. And I mean that, like, I don't... If you're... If you have epilepsy, you shouldn't watch House of the Dead because Uva Bull is just obsessed with flashing lights and cutting between things rapidly and just like these absolutely nauseating fucking editing techniques um that makes the films like it doesn't work right you can you can use nauseating film techniques to create horror in a way that but it doesn't fucking work it's just it it's bad right in house of the dead and in blood rain and and this movie is like competently shot it's not visually interesting in any way whatsoever but like you know, they follow, like, basic visual storytelling grammar. You can, like, tell what's happening mm-hmm. in the scenes. Especially, like, the first 20 to 30 minutes yeah. before, like, the big action stuff starts going. Like, again, you mentioned it, but, yeah, I was pretty much on board and thinking that this could, this wasn't possibly going to be as bad as the other, uh, as the other two we've seen. Um, but, yeah, once the, once the, the, the... <laughs> the effects start happening and you realize that his, his old, you know, obsessions have clearly made it into this movie. Um, I don't know the, the order, which I think this one came before the other two. Uh, but this is where we really establish Uva Bull's obsession with over the top gore. It over the top gore doesn't even like begin to cover it. Uh, and just shattering people through windows every eight seconds and slow-mo glass shattering. Um, that's every action scene in this movie until people have guns and then the guns shoot bright light bullets yeah. in a in a in a similarly seizure inducing fashion uh, in the dark and then it's at some point there's like a fucking corn song playing yeah uh, while there's a giant shootout in the dark the 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 butt <laughs> that's the rock, movie the butt rock is essential to the oh, Bowl. <laughs> absolutely yeah remember the or, the original butt rock song that was written for the chorus of house of the dead it's great it's, it's great a fucking jam yeah i i 
it really must be said that Uva Bull cannot shoot an action scene to save his fucking life. I mean, he his uh-huh. his idea of an engaging action scene is just like characters standing in one place, firing <laughs> guns and screaming while butt rock plays in the background. Like there's no yeah. like components to the action. You know, like a good action scene has a good gimmick, right? Like, oh, the scene in Inception where they're in the spinning hallway, you know, there there's a there's a Classic. concept there, you know, like there's never anything like that in Uva Bowl movies. It's just like static but rapidly cut shots of people that you don't care about firing guns and screaming. Uh, and it's fucking terrible. And I want to use this to kind of talk about a, a, a broader video game movie issue. And I guess action, shitty action movies in general, but something that I've noticed on this podcast that we don't really talk about. And, and that's the... What, what I refer to in my head as the action blur, the, the, the last 20 minutes of the film action blur, <laughs> where I know when this I, happens. I refer to this as the, the point when I fall asleep every single <laughs> yeah. time. Like, like the, it's, I know when this happens exactly because it's when my notes yeah. stop. On, yep. <laughs> on, on my phone as I'm watching the movie because the last 20 minutes of the film is just a blur of guns and shooting and screaming and horrible yeah. CG monsters dying in really boring ways. Oh um, my god, this is so relatable right now. And it was, Fuck. It was really funny because like at the, like in the first like 30 or 40 minutes of the movie, I was like, man, I've been really wanting to talk about that action blur thing because I've, it's such a common component of almost every film we watch for the podcast, but we, like, never talk about it because it's so uninteresting. Um, yeah, it almost feels like there's only a couple movies that have an interesting climax, yeah. and it's usually not good, but it's at least interesting. Like, Doom Springs to Mind has an interesting, a different oh, climax. Yeah. That's not the action blur. <laughs> the first person. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and, and, like, th- this movie delivered, right? Because yes. it is, it is, big time. It really does end with like a twenty minute sequence of like just action and violence featuring characters that we don't give a shit about, and and it's literally it just keeps going. And this movie is lit- it's literally just like a bunch of nameless soldiers that we know nothing about, <laughs> like just dying over and over again to the the CG scorpion demon things. Yeah, every single one of them dies. None of these <laughs> yeah. characters have names. Well, they probably have names, but they're. None of them live at all. They all die, and they all die in the most hilariously gory. Like, one of them, like, their spine gets, like, broken in half, and both both parts of the spine are sticking out of the back. Shit like that. And you, you yeah. don't care. You don't care yeah. about these people. <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. Um, so I think that we kind of we kind of have, a, a, like... We've talked a lot about on this podcast about how self-aware is Uvable, right? Like how right. how you know is House of the Dead on the level? How much is Uvable like aware that he's making corny garbage? Um, and I think. It's hard to say for Blood Rain or House of the Dead, but I think with this movie, you can definitely say for sure that he thought he was making a real film here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm on board with that. And this is definitely the discussion that, that we come to every time we talk about Uva Bowl. So, uh, but this one does feel different than the other movies uh, 
in 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 an interesting way. And I I I uh, started out the notes here saying that I think this is one of the worst movies we've ever watched, maybe the worst, because I I was not as bored watching his other two movies as this time. Because there was more to talk about with those movies. I th- think it was hilarious that he cut in bits of the actual video game yeah. with House of the Dead. Um, I think that the characters being just complete and utter shit and uh, the the misogyny was at least something to talk about. Um, this one, he he wasn't... He, he definitely... He was being serious. You know, he was, he was self-serious enough and... Um, and yeah, you're right. The the ending scene where kind of the city is evacuated and he's trying to, you know, establish like a moody yeah. uh, tone to the, end on. The film ends with this with this sequence where like, you know, after all of the after 20 minutes straight of screaming and shooting and guns and bad CGI, we yeah. get these like dramatic overhead shots of this empty evacuated city and there's like this dramatic music playing in the background and it's like damn movable. You you consider yourself a legitimate filmmaker, which is really concerning <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I think the bet it, it it's I've been put in this position where I feel like I'm I'm defending Alone in the Dark <laughs> because I don't think this is one of the worst movies we've watched. I think Blood Rain and and uh, and House of the Dead are both worse movies. Uh, and yeah. I also think that like the Angry Birds movie is was more painful <laughs> for me to sit through. Um, it for me it really just comes down to and I, I don't we don't disagree uh in in uh, a lot of the core ways that you would bring up no. honestly it comes down to how much f- uh fun and fun is a weird word but how much fun did i have watching the movie and i think i had the least fun sitting through this movie out of maybe any of the other besides possibly I'm, i can't name specific ones but in recent memory god it was just this was such a slog. It was such a fucking slog. He should never take himself seriously, <laughs> ever, ever, because he can't do it. He can't shoot an action scene. He can't write a dramatic plot. He can't write um, characters that have a redemption arc. He can't. He can't write a, a a backstory where a kid is an orphan and all of his friends that he met in the orphanage come back as zombies to travel across the world to try to kill him god we didn't even Uh, mention any of that we didn't mention that in the plot but that was like half of the plot but you probably (laughs) forgot because i did too until this exact moment he really tried to do something here yeah he he must have this was an attempt there was an attempt and (laughs) man i it it was unwatchably bad. The only, the only, the, 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 it's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs when the most positive thing I can say <laughs> about this film is that I was surprised that it didn't hate women as much as his other movies do. Do, do you have a similar note where like as soon as Tara Reed is on the screen and she's like a, uh, she's like wearing glasses and has her hair up and I was like, is there going to be like a, Tara Reed, the 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 sexy museum curator, takes down her hair and takes off her glasses and goes to town. Because I was so ready for that, and I wrote that in my notes. And then I, by the end of the movie, I looked down and I'm like, oh shit, that that didn't yeah, happen. She's she, just kind of around. she was just she was just as boring and useless as the men. So yeah, you know, good on bowl. That's the best thing that you could say about it is that is that. <laughs> 
her her and Christian Slater don't fuck at the end. Like yeah. they don't they don't try to do anything with that, which I I kind of appreciate. They don't even they don't even like make out uh in a in a we're gonna die no. situation in the abandoned mine shaft. Because these characters don't have relationships to one another. There's no real uh <laughs> There's no pull. Aren't they dating? I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I don't know. It really, really doesn't. <laughs> uh, God. Okay. One more thing I want to address before we get out yeah. of here. We. It. It needs to be acknowledged that it's hilarious that this movie is called Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Because because that's a great name for a horror movie. That's an mm-hmm. awesome name for a horror movie. That's a evocative and powerful and like it it's 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 an it's a name that inspires the like duh why didn't i think of that great name for a movie kind of feeling in you and it's and it's wasted on a movie that is so loud (laughs) it's it's extremely loud um no one is alone in like the whole movie <laughs> yeah. and it's barely even dark. Nope. <laughs> like the, every, all the fight scenes, the shootout scenes are set in like well lit <laughs> corridors or, you know, warehouses with being lit up with consistent, constant gunfire uh, and gigantic new metal music. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. What are we watching next week, Mark? We are watching next week uh, The King of Kong, colon, A Fistful of Quarters, which I didn't know was the case. It's a 2007 uh, American documentary about uh, competitive gaming uh, directed by Seth Gordon. Um, it specifically follows uh, Steve Wiebe in his attempts to take the high score record uh, from Donkey Kong uh, on the arcade game Donkey Kong from Billy Mitchell. Uh, both of whom are quite the characters, uh, Steve Wiebe and Billy Mitchell. I have never seen this, um, but I know it's a favorite of yours. Yeah, so this is uh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, so I'm, uh, you know, people who follow uh, me as a human being outside of this podcast, which I think is most people <laughs> who listen to this podcast, know that uh, I am a documentary filmmaker and I make documentaries about competitive video games. Uh, so this is a, this was a very uh, formative film for me to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. Billy Mitchell is such an unbelievable piece of shit. Uh, and he's so fucking funny in this movie. Um, and so much other shit happened after this movie. And like this movie only contains like such a small sliver of the ridiculous, like, king kong and like billy mitchell in general narrative um but if you are going to watch any movie for this podcast before we do the episode watch king of kong it's so it's it's heartwarming and hilarious and just incredibly well told it's a ton of fun please watch king of kong where can people find the podcast on the internet you can find us on Twitter at Cartridge Cinema. Join the Discord. It's linked on the pinned post of the Twitter. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, 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 Spotify. 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 
uh, SoundCloud. That's you, you Spotify up to the SoundCloud. So, oh boy. Um, and you can listen to us on your favorite podcast app. I know we're on the podcast app because that's how I've been listening lately. Uh, rate us even if you hate us. Just kidding. Only rate us if you like us. Um, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. Uh, my headphones have died like three times recording this episode, so we're going to fucking end it here. And for me, it was Tuesday. Sick. Sick. Crushed it.